This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Well, good evening, and let's talk about it with Jenny tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about um, the police officer, Lauren Courts, that was fatally shot after five years that he was on the squad, and We're going to talk about something that we mentioned about last week, and I just want to kind of just finish that off because I didn't finish off. But right now, how about we have a little change-up, and we will have a con. something that uh, everybody might like to hear. So we're going to start. Lions Clubs International is a service or membership organization of over 1.7 million members worldwide. It was founded in 1916 in Illinois. Much of the focus of the Lions Club's work as a service club organization is to raise money for worthy causes as first responders. The Lions Club model is We Serve. Local Lions Club programs include sight conservation, hearing and speech conservation, diabetes awareness, youth outreach, international relations, environmental issues, and many other programs. The LIONS acronym also stands for Liberty, Intelligence, Our Nation's Safety. For more information, contact us at lionsclubs.org. Okay. So we'll talk a little bit about, excuse me, we've talked about the Lions Club, which is a very uh, nice club. As a matter of fact, I'm in one of the clubs, so I kind of like it. We do a lot of uh, uh, things to help other people. I mean, we take water to uh, people that need it, and we just do a lot of things that um, help others. So that's a, always a good thing. So don't forget, you guys may at some time or another 
look into the lions and see if you might like it. You never know. You never, ever know. So I'm going to have um, just one more, and then we're going to start our show. One more advertisement. Thank you. My name is Sheila White. I am the president and co-founder of Her Cries Are Heard, an organization that focuses on preventing violence against females. One in three women have been victims of physical abuse or violence by an intimate partner or non-partner within their lifetime. 94% of women killed by men were murdered by someone they knew. Violence can affect a woman's physical and mental health and also negatively affect her children. In 1991, my sister was murdered by her husband, and in 2013, my niece was murdered by a man who followed her home from a party. Being a victim of violence is devastating to the victim and the victim's family. Help us to help you. Help us to prevent this from happening to you or someone you love. Please look at our website, www.hercriesareheard.org, for the prevention tools and referrals to help save lives. Okay. And we're back, and we're let's talking about this thing. And right now, she's the only one she's here. So, and that's okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, this police officer, Lauren Quartz, who was fatally shot. It was really, uh, it was a bad situation. He was in still in the car when he got shot, and he had only been on the um, the police team for five years, and he was wanting to be like his dad. His dad had been on, I think, about 30 years, and he wanted to follow in his uh, dad's, you know, footsteps. So, but unfortunately, um, he only stayed five years in. Then he got shot uh, in the neck, and his partner was trying to hold, keep that um, blood from flushing out of his neck. But uh, I think that's a really bad place to be shot. I mean, I I know that you can... uh, be hit in different spots and, you know, come out of it. But with your neck, I think it's harder. So anyway, that's what happened. So he's gone. He's no longer a husband, no father, and no son. So that's kind of hard. We don't like to lose our um, our policemen. We don't. Um, 
we know that that's, that's a bad job. I mean, but someone has to do it. But that's a hard job. And you can walk out of the day, out of, you know, your house anytime and not come back. But if you want to say it like that, any of us at any time can leave home and not come back. So it's just one of those things. And we're hoping that uh, his wife and his two children will be able to kind of get it. I know that they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to have a certain time they love their dad and they love their husband so but at some point in time we all have to we have to get up and keep moving so um, when the officers arrived they were met by the suspect who was armed with an assault style weapon and fired in their direction White said one officer was struck and his partner returned fire, fatally striking the man. The injured officer later was pronounced dead at a hospital. Police Chief James White hailed the officer who was killed while on the job near Joy Road and Marlowe Street as a hero. The state's top law enforcement official added, may we honor and remember him as a hero and recognize the sacrifice those in law enforcement make on daily basis to protect our communities. And I see right now we have a person. So let's find out who this person is on the show. Good evening. And you want to tell us your name? Hello. Hello, three one three two eight two two four nine six. Okay, you don't want to talk, you just want to listen. And that's okay too. We're talking about the police officer, Lauren Courts, who was fatally shot. But like I said, we were just talking about him, but what I wanted to talk about was what we had talked about, some of those things uh, last week when we were talking about the children being left in the cars, so leaving the kids in the cars and forgetting about them. So that's kind of bad. I don't know what you guys think about it if you just, you know, press the one and you can talk about it. But uh, that's not good if you leave your child in the car when it's the temperature is so high 
and you have the doors closed and all of that. So you have to remember that you have that child in the car. And what we finished talking about, we have to teach the child to blow the horn. Now, that's one of the things I know all of the children, wait a minute, wait a minute, I know all of the children are not large enough to push the horn or anything like that. But those that do or can to please, excuse me, please teach your child how to push the horn. And that'll help. That'll help. I mean, you know, we got to do something with these kids. If we've forgotten and left them in the car. So that was one thing, teach the child how to blow. Um, And there's another issue with that is because they're uh, in their seat, and that's hard for them to um, get out of the seat. So, I mean, that could be one way, but the child would have to be a certain age in order to blow the horn because normally they're in the back seat. And then for the second time, we have to teach them how to blow the horn. And if they're locked up in their seat, it's going to be hard for them to get out. So that's not, well, that's uh, kind of a good way. But then we're talking about younger children. And um, sometimes, well, the doors are locked, and you really want your doors locked when you have your children in there. So that's what one of the uh, rules is that you keep your doors locked because you don't want your child just walking out. <coughs> Excuse me. You don't want your child you know, opening the door and walking out because you left and forgot. So, you know, leave your doors locked. And one thing I read that I thought was really, really good was put something important on the back seat. I think that is really good that you need to put something that you are going to have to need because you're going to have to pick it up, you know, something. But that's a good thing because if you left it on the seat, you're going to have to get it off the back seat. And if you're getting it off the back seat, you're definitely going to see this child. So you won't be losing or leaving the child 
in the car alone and you forgot me. So that's a good thing. I think you would agree with me. So don't put something important on the back seat with your child. And then um, we talked about keeping the doors locked, and that's something we really should consider because if your doors are not locked, then the child may open the door into a street. So you don't want to do that. But I think the blowing horn would be good, but the only thing about that we're talking about is that the child is not large enough to get out of the seat and blow the horn. That's not going to work because we we want you to keep your doors locked, important, on the back seat where the child is so that when you get ready to get out, then you will know what to do. So, okay, I have someone that wants to talk. Hi, how are you? Your name? I'm fine. And yourself. This is Dorothy. This is Dorothy. I taught okay. my granddaughter. What happened to you earlier when I was calling? Earlier? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was cooking my dinner. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, but back to Back to the subject, I taught my granddaughter to put her diaper bag on the front seat. If you're, even if you have something that's important, because I've I've had stuff on the back seat, opened up the car door, threw it on the back seat, ran into the building, and then remembered, oh, shoot, I left it in the car, and and ran back. (laughs) But if you put the diaper bag on on the front seat, when you go to put your car in park, you're going to see the diaper bag, which lets you know that your baby is in that car with you. Yeah, that's what we say. Make sure you got something important on that back seat where that child is. I think that's a good well, one. If, if you're running and you have a lot on your plate, you might forget whatever it is that's important. That's that's what I'm saying. So it needs to be within your eyesight where you will see it and remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Because you don't want to put it on the front seat with you. You really don't because you'll grab it and gone. So that's a good one. Well, if it's if it's oh, pertaining to the baby, you're not going to forget it. You're not going to forget the child. That's why I said a diaper bag. And I told her, if you don't have a diaper bag with you, just put a sippy cup or a bottle or whatever in the cup holder. No, you need something. Wherever you're going, if you're going to work, you need to put something important back there with that child so that you have to go back there to get it, and you'll see that child. 
and you know you can't help. How often do you have things in your back seat that are important for your job? No, they're just saying this is when you have the children in the car. Or if you want to make it a habit because you're carrying your child. I mean, however you want to do it. But uh, I think that's a good thing. I really do. And please keep the doors locked because you don't want those kids to get out. But that was what I wanted to uh, tie that one up because we were talking about that last week. And I did want to kind of um, go back and say some things like that. So this week we're talking about a young man who was fatally shot. And he was still sitting in his car, and he got shot in the neck, which was not good. But he's gone. So, oh, I see someone wants to say something. Could it be my co-host, Mr. Coleman? Hey, Jenny White, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Happy Friday. A little behind. Okay. You got that right. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, thank yeah. God so, for so what, you, so what were you saying about the uh, young man that got shot? Yes, the police officer, Lauren Court. He was sitting oh, in about... his. Go ahead. Hello? What happened? No, I was just saying that uh, he was still in the car. Oh, okay. When he got shot. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to kind of tie up uh, what we were talking about last week about the children being left in the cars. <clears throat> And how we could, you know, make sure that we can leave them in there. Because if we leave something important on the back seat with the child, then before we get out of the car, we're going to go to the back to get that and say, oh, I forgot the child. Now I'm going to be late because I had to take the child. To, <laughs> to the daycare. Yeah, well, that makes sense because, you know, there will be times I take my wallet out of my pocket and put it in the console in the middle. And, you know, I go in the house and forget I left the wallet in the car. So what I started oh doing goodness. was I put my car keys in the console, too. I mean, I put my house keys, you know, in the console, too, with my wallet. Ooh. So that when I go to get out the car, I have to have my house keys to get in the house. And so, you know, I look to get my house keys, and I see 
I got my wallet in too. So that's something that I started doing to remind me. Other times I would leave my wallet in the car. So I guess that would be consistent with doing something similar if you got a kid in the back and you're afraid you're going to leave them in there. I mean, I don't know that I would do that if I'm riding with my grandkids. I don't think I'm going to forget they're back there. I think so, that uh, putting things in the, in the uh, thing in the middle, would you call it? With the console? Yeah. I don't think that's a good place to do it because now this is me. Because if you forget your keys and you have them in your console and you can lock your car door and you can't get in your house because your keys are in your console. So that means I just go back out to my car and get my keys. That's all Isn't that is. your door locked, though? I got car. I got the car keys. I just left my car keys and house keys are two separate things. Oh, my car okay. key is separate from my house keys. It's not. They're not on the same key ring. Oh, okay. Well, that's the so, problem I have. Everything is together. I don't separate anything oh, okay. like that. No, yeah. my car keys are by themselves and. My house keys uh, separately. So, so no, everything's not together. (laughs) What'd you say? I don't. I don't put anything in there. In where? In my console. All right, so what else are you talking yeah. about? I mean, I, I got on the show late. What else What else are we talking about today? Well, we're talking I heard about this. It sounded like I heard Miss Dorothy on there. Yes, yeah. sir, you did. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> okay, we yes, were also discussing the, the falling police officer. Yes. No, oh, okay. in court. Okay. Yeah, the young guy. Just five years. <clears throat> his dad was 30, and he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps. Unfortunately, it didn't um, end that way. Then you can't take any of that back. So he's not the first one that has been killed. I mean, there was a list starting back in 1838. I didn't print that out. I mean, yeah, police. Well, I mean, of course, police, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what they do. They, They law enforcement, they got guns. So, I mean, you know, they, so of course there's going to be um, people that are going to, get killed through the years. It's just like if you enroll in in the 
the armed services, the Army, Marines, Air oh. Force. I mean, you know, you stand a chance to get killed even if you're not in war. I mean, you know, there are things that happen just because, you know, you're dealing with a profession that has weapons. So, you know, when you're yeah, old, that's the chance you take. I mean, everybody wants to go home at night, but everybody yeah. doesn't. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, but we don't have to be a policeman to not come home. Because now that we have, uh, didn't the Supreme Justices say that you can wear a gun? I don't think that's at Michigan, but it could be. You can open carry in Michigan. I'm sorry? You can open carry in Michigan. Oh, so we do, we can do that. But that was, we uh, done that Wow, didn't we? What did you say? That wasn't new for us. No, that's not no. new for us. I mean, you can open carry without a CPL license, which means if you open carrying, your gun has to be visible. You can't conceal the gun. Your gun, you can't be carrying a gun and people can't see it. Right. You, know, you can't yeah, have a, a, a or a jacket over it. It has to be where people can see it. Right. Why and that's do legal. you want people to see it? Some people don't. I want them to know I'm packing. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, 70, I'm 71 and not to be played with. <laughs> I heard that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you say? Keep see me and keep it moving, huh? Right. <laughs> I mean, not to come no, down and go straight. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't know why they want everybody to see someone carrying a gun. But well, you know. if you got a gun and you have it concealed. And you don't have a CPL license, and you get stopped by the police, you go into jail. Right. But if you get, but if you got, you know, your gun exposed, and you don't have a CPL license, and they stop you, they can't take you to jail for carrying a concealed weapon because it's open. It's open carry. Right. That's just like you know all those militia, you know, with those AR-15s and everything up at the Capitol. You know, protesting up there, they walking around, you know, with all their guns out. So that's just the yeah. law. That's just the law here. Wait, let me ask you this because I had a, <clears throat> an adventure <laughs> because I guess I was driving a little bit fast. <laughs> But I had to stop so the policemen can get all my information. But 
If I had a gun on me, was he supposed to see it? Well, if you, it depends. If you had a CTL license, when you ran your license, it would show up that you were licensed to carry. So at that point, he would ask you if you have a gun with you. And if you do at that point, you acknowledge, you know, hey, yes, officer, I have my gun with me. But if you don't, if you don't have a CPL and you had a license, I mean, you had your gun with you, then your gun should have been visible sitting on the seat or whatever. And I don't even know that it should have been loaded. I think your bullets probably need no, to be. You have to, take, you have to unload it. Once you get inside right. your car, you have to unload it. Yeah, so your bullets would have had to been somewhere else. And you would have had to tell them at that point. And if you okay. didn't, we'd probably be reading about you and seeing about you on the news. Uh, okay. So like because when, when, when I carry mine, I have my, my gun laying on my lap, and I have the um, bullets over, and I can't think of what they call it. Um, what the bullets going in. Sitting, yeah, it's sitting on the passenger seat. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you this, because you, you said something. Well, I don't know um, much about that. But you said that when he puts my license in, if I have registered it, it's going to come up? Is that what you say? Right. If you have a CTL license, it's going to show up. Oh. I mean, you know, it's supposed to show up. I mean, other than that, they, you know, they're going to be at a disadvantage of people walking around, you know, legally able to carry, and they can't, and they don't know. I mean, they know everything. You know, there's a whole lot of information okay. pop up. I don't, I don't know much. Well, I could say nothing about a gun, but I I didn't, that that was new to me, that uh, he wants my license, and then it'll come up that I, I carry. Wonder would that have yes. scared him and made him not give me a ticket? <laughs> nope. Well, if he was scared, that, that, that's a whole other issue. If he was scared, he'd be back up. Right. The ticket's a lethal problem. Oh, you think he gonna made me come out and put my hands up and all of that? Never mind. Depending on where you at and how you feel. Right. And how you're you know, behaving. Sure. Yeah, that too. That's true. I mean, true. I, well, I have been pulled. I have been pulled over. And the thing was... What he said I did, I didn't do. Mm. And when he pulled me over, I was coming I was coming from eight miles on sunset. I made sure that I pulled in front of my friend's house, and I called her, and I told her, I, there's a traffic stop in front of your house. That's me. And I want okay. you to come out on the porch. And her and her husband came out on the porch, and then the cop uh, got out the car. 
and he walked up to me and he told me, when you got to Outer Drive, when you came from one side of Outer Drive to the other side, you didn't stop. I told him, yes, I did. I said, because I can tell you where you were because he was on Ryan Road. I hmm. said, I was looking right at you. You were the third car back. And the other car hmm. pulled in front, so I pulled to the uh, medium, in between the medium, and I sat there, and I waited for the two cars to go by. You were the third car, so how did I run two stop signs? Hmm. And then he kept telling me, well, yes, you did. I said, you know what? I said, I don't argue with stupid and ignorant people. I said, so you can take wow. that any kind of way you want to. I said, this is the end <laughs> wow. of the month, and I, I know you have a quota to make, but your quota won't be made on my back today. Mm. So then he waves for his partner to come up. So he, so then the partner comes to the passenger side, and I let the window down. I said, you can lean in, you can get in, whatever. I said, but uh, I haven't done anything. And then his partner, he knew I didn't do anything. And he said, well, well, uh, I, I, I understand. And I, he said, he, he can give you a warning. I'm not taking no warning. You're not adding nothing. I told him, I, I, at that time, I was 69. I said, I am not going to let you run my insurance up more than what I can afford because you're running low on tickets. Go back on Outer Drive, I said, and sit back, and you'll see somebody flying through there, and you can get tickets all day long. I said, in fact, you can follow me home and sit on my block and watch them run the stop signs and the yield signs. I said, but I'm not taking a ticket today. Uh, well, ma'am, um, here's your license back and your proof of insurance, and and you be careful out here. And then the, uh, they both okay. walked the car. They ain't want no smoke to 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 Oh death. no, not from, Grant, not from Granny. <laughs> I uh, told him, I said, when you talk to your citizens, you don't know what our income is. You're right. I said so. Right. You you're forcing us to maybe not eat a day or mm. eat a pot of beans for two or three days to be able to pay car insurance. And at that time, the insurance was still high. Okay. And I told him, I can't afford this, and you're not going to make me afford it. I'm coming to court mm. with you. Mm. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said, everything that I'm saying to you, I said, my friend is standing right over there on her porch listening to this entire conversation. And he turned around and he looked and he saw her and her husband standing out there. And then he left me alone. Mm. And I told him, I said, I purposely pulled in front of her house. Right. And called her and told her that you all had me. So you were harassing me. Sometimes, you know, all of them aren't bad. All of them aren't bad, and some of them, as they say, used to be uh, used to wear a hood hoodie, just like all of those men that shot this one person. What was it? Sixty times? Was it yeah. sixty yeah. times? 
Yeah. How do you shoot somebody 60 times? What is the purpose? So, I don't you know. know we have no <laughs> you. Well, you know, he was uh, dead along, what, number uh, 13 or whatever. But that that doesn't make sense. But they say some of those uh, hooded people, you know, they're on the police. Police. Well, it's the guy that killed the cop here. He had just mm-hmm. gotten out of jail from Warren. And they're on Warren right now. Warren and Detroit are at war because they let the boy out of jail on a $500 bond. And he, he, which means he had little to no money to pay, and he had shot, he had fired into a crowd. Why would you let him out? You took him Where in, you found him? out that he had gunpowder gun on his hands. Why did you let him out on a $500 bond? Where did he get a gun from if he just got out? His gun was legally purchased. That's what they said today on the news. His gun was legally purchased. It wasn't a street gun. So they had to give it back to him? Right. But the gun that he fired in the uh, crowd was a handgun. So... But he today he didn't he, he didn't leave that place alive, did he? You talking about the other day? No. Well, whenever he you left were talking Warren, about it. he left Warren alive and came to Detroit and killed that policeman. So yeah, he left alive. Okay. I thought they might have. Blew him away. Oh, they killed him. When he shot the cop, they killed him. Right, because he was about to shoot the cop. Right. The cop that was his partner, that that the, the policeman got shot sitting in the car. She said he jumped out of the car, and then he fell on the ground. And she was trying to hold pressure to the wound. And she had her back to that guy. And that guy was coming up behind her to shoot her. And it was just God's grace that other officers pulled up, saw him getting ready to aim the gun. They jumped out of their car and fired him up. Because mm-hmm. she wasn't paying any attention. She was paying attention to her partner, trying to save his life. Murders multiple people and, and, and injures, you know, over 30, 40 others and be taken alive with no incident. Well, these people with guns just need to be uh, careful. That's all I can say. I surely didn't know you had to. Well, I guess you do have to register it 
and that does come up on your license. Oh, when you go to register your gun, they actually take your gun from you. And then they and test it before you. Before, before you even get it to you. Right. All they want to see if you had done something with it? No. My gun was brand new. I came straight from the gun shop to the police department to register the gun. Showed them the receipt. He said, where is the gun? I said, right here in the box. He said, hand it here. He took it, and he said, well, in a couple of days, we'll call you to come get it. I said, okay, so you're taking oh, it wide. And he said, to why, run why ballistic tests on it. And I said, to run ballistic oh, tests really? on it, I just bought it. And he said, no. He said, we run the ballistic test on it to put it in file. So if something ever comes up, mm. this gun, if it gets stolen or whatever, gets involved in a crime, we can pull the pattern of the way your your the wow. striker hits the bullet or some kind of stuff. And he said, and we'll be able to come straight to you. Wow, they don't do that in Oakland County. You just take the paperwork there, they take it, and you keep it moving. I've never had to take my no. pistol. To the, well, that's um, the way they do me in Detroit. In Wayne County, huh? Wow. So I didn't have a problem with it because I hadn't done anything wrong. Right, right, right. No, I just take the paperwork. I told him, I said, this is like a movie. Wow. That's great. And they asked me to send send the ballistics to the FBI. Wow. He said, a copy stays here and a copy goes to the FBI. And I said, oh, is that serious? And that's been years ago. Well, that if you, you know, that's what you want to do, <laughs> just carry a gun. I guess that's okay. I have well, another caller. The only reason that I decided to open carry was because I worked second shift, and I was some nights I wasn't coming in till three o'clock in the morning, and in dead winter would be walking the streets. Okay. Wow. Well, I said, oh, you all aren't going to catch me out here. <laughs> I know that's right, for real. Okay, so, Ms. Payne, did you have a comment? I just wanted to ask a question. I had heard that, um, and how's everybody tonight? And how's Hi. our wonderful Hi. co-host and our beautiful guest? <laughs> I uh, heard that... Mm. Um, you know, uh, for practice, like you go to the gun range, the policemen go to the gun range and things like that to practice, you know. I heard, I heard that they used to use the pitch of Dillinger to, you know, to shoot at. That's what I heard, okay? Now, I don't know if anybody heard this, I heard here that they're putting up pictures of black men and shooting at them oh, on the gun yeah. ranges now. Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah, that was in Farmington. The Cub Scouts did um, a walkthrough at the police station, 
and there were uh-huh. little black Cub Scouts there. And the Cub Scouts saw the pictures, and they pulled out their phones and took pictures Ooh, of them. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then they went cool. home and and showed uh-huh. their parents, and their parents called called the police station and told them about it. Oh. Police station denied it. So then they went to the news station, and it came out. That's wow. They're using pictures of black men. To... And they were different men. The, each picture was a different man, and each man had a gun in his hand. But each one was black, huh? Right. Each each black man had a black, you know, he was black, and he had a gun in his hand. Wow. And that was well, in farming. Well, you know, well, I, have, I believe it because I've seen it. I Somebody had gone to a website, and they had, um, I'm trying to think it was, uh, uh, let me get this right, it was a website that sold guns and ammunition and all that. And they had, uh, I think the targets were white. They were, you know, they were all white, but they were black men with male, with black men features, bald head, black men with black men features, big nose, you know, wide lips and all that, but it was white. They weren't black. And, I mean, it was like, okay, that's a black man that you're shooting at for practice. Now, I mean, the color of it's white, but, you know, but this is a, the this is an African, you know. So, hmm. so that's real. I mean, you know, they, they do practice killing us. And that was and a lot of times they I read about that in the news. What did you say? I said they do that, too. Because when uh, the cops shot this man, they shot more than 60 times, but 60 times was the, uh, how many times he got hit. And he was black. Well, I mean, and shot I another couple. assumed that they had fun with that. But mm-hmm. it was so many, they couldn't, what could they do with all of them? They couldn't fire 60 men or whatever. It was eight cops so. shot all those bullets. You know, a few years ago in Ohio, they, they, shot, all over white? 130, they shot over yeah. 130 times into a car. That was a was they know, all white men, white girlfriend. Yes. You know, boyfriend and girlfriend, they shot, I think they, they, they were unarmed. And they shot 130 times in, in, into their car and killed both of them. You know, so in the past six months, they've had three unarmed, uh, they killed three unarmed black people, you know, in Akron. They said one of them had a knife to his girlfriend's throat, you know, and they blasted him. Uh, I don't know about the other case. And then this, you know, this case with Jalen Walker, they shot at him over 90 times and hit him 60 times. So, 
you know, it's just, and then, you know, I just read um, something today about a case that happened over a year ago, close to two years, in Georgia where, you know, a guy with a known mental illness was in his home, cop shot, you know, he had, the guy was hiding behind a ottoman, and the cop shot in his house three times, you know, shot him three times, killed him. And the prosecutor, who's, you know, the DA, who's a black woman, decided she wasn't, you know, DeKalb County decided she wasn't going to prosecute the cop, you know, for that. Because you know, he had, a, he, at one point, he had a weapon and he had threatened the officer or something. So, um, I mean, we can't win even when we got black people calling the shots, you know. It's like... <laughs> You know, you damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, and then you got black people. And then, you know, even with this guy in Illinois that, you know, that shot up the July 4th parade, you know, I saw a picture of him in his red, white, and blue, you know, at a Trump hmm. rally. You know, you could see the, the Trump sign behind him. So, you know, and then I read, you know, I saw today on the news that they killed the former prime minister, while he was giving a speech in Japan. In Japan, you know, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I think some of these, you know, some, you know, I hate to say it, but I think some of these folks need to be tightened up here. You know, <laughs> that these some of these some of these crazy folks need to be tightened up. <laughs> And then the people in Japan, they said they had 10 murders in one year. Oh, yeah. That's all we done lost. I said, oh, we yeah, had sure. that over the weekend. White. Right. Tell me about sure. it, yeah. Okay. Huh, for mm-hmm. real. Oh, I mean, we got 400 million guns on the street. <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, they out there. And, you know, and and, and I'm a gun owner. And so, you know, I subscribe to different websites and on some of these websites they have commentary, you know, that uh is very supportive of uh the right wing thinking, you know, and some of the themes that they give away are red, white and blue. And, you know, you can just see, you know, kind of where they're coming from with it. I mean, they straight racist and straight militia, you know, but I'm a part of the group because I'm an email. You know, they don't know who I am, but, you know, I'm just, you know, able to see some of this stuff firsthand and some of this rhetoric and conversation, you know. But these folks buying these guns, and they giving them deals, you know, and they and they buying them. And so, you know, I feel real foolish to be sitting at home, you know, just with the Bible, you know, and, 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 and nothing else. You know, because when it comes down to it, they'll kill you. You know, I mean, when I, I mean, we kill each other, too. But, I mean, you know, these folks will kill you in the name of, of, of democracy or whatever, you know. And, and it's even gone back because they were talking about this insurrection on January 6th. You know, they've gone back in the past and shown where there had been insurrections 
where white people have accused black people of certain crimes, of raping a white woman or whistling at a white woman or, you know, conspiracy to overthrow the white people. And they form and they come in and, and they kill a lot of black people or run them out and then burn down the town and, or take over the government, you know. And, and so they've done it before. You know, so what they did on January 6th wasn't new. It's been done before, you know, but this was just the latest in modern times. And it was so, you know, they saw where the weaknesses were. They saw what they could get away with, what they couldn't. And so right now, you know, they're putting things in place and they've got, you know, people that are conspiracy theorists and believe in the big lie that are running for governors and secretary of states and, and all that, you know, so that they can steal these elections moving forward. Um, so they have no problem with overthrowing the government. Uh, and a lot of people just don't recognize how serious it is and how close we came to losing our democracy. I think, you know, people just can't believe that the world as they know it could be so close to being set back. But, I mean, you know, you look at everything. Everything, you know, the cause and effect. None of this stuff is by accident. I mean, even the, the stock market. I mean, how often is it that they just steal your money? How do, you know, they take your money? You know, Bitcoin went from $60,000 down to twenty. So, you know, you didn't, if you bought it, if you bought it at sixty, you done lost forty thousand dollars a coin. You know, if you bought it at thirty, you done lost, you know, ten thousand dollars. You know, a coin. Um, and so, you know, people with four hundred one k's trying to retire. You know, just imagine you sixty four, sixty five years old, and you just lose half of your half of your money in your four hundred one k right before you get ready to retire. You know, a lot of these people don't have time to recoup that money. You know, you ain't got another 10 years to wait till the stock market rebounds, you know, to get back half of your retirement money, you know. So it's all by design, you know. And uh, like they said, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And a lot of us don't know our history. I mean, I'm 58 years old, and I'm still learning things for the first time. Like, okay, how come I never heard of this? How come I'm just learning this, you know? Because either our relatives didn't tell us. I mean, they were so shell-shocked that they didn't pass down certain things. And if you didn't ask the right questions, you didn't get the information, you know? And, and you definitely, for the most part, depending on what school you went to, you didn't get that type of American history, you know, and right now they're trying to whitewash everything so much, you know, they, they're, they, they're going to be calling slavery um, involuntary relocation, you know, <laughs> slavery, what was that? That's, I mean, that's what they're going to call it, slavery is going to be involuntary relocation, they were trying to get rid of the 60th know, getting rid right. of the Dr. So, Martin Luther King's writings. Uh, oh, everything. Uh, the 1619 uh, critical race theory, um, yep. Malcolm X, like it never happened. 
I was listening exactly. to one uh, minister. He was saying all oh, this, guys, this is not God's will right here. He, this, he was mentioning those books. I said, who does he think he is? Mm. Yeah, white minister was talking I mean, about that. Yeah, we've got to really formulate. I mean, you know, they've got all these white militias and they do all the all the dirt and nobody. You know, the worst they may get is probation. You know, they got That's a group. Yeah, they've got a black militia group that is out of Kentucky called Not Fucking Around. And they said that uh, the leader of that was aiming his gun at some law enforcement uh, during a particular protest. And so they're trying to give him about seven years. So, you know, so he's catching it, you know, right now. Whereas if he was white, you know, I'm sure the charges would be thrown out. You know, but I think that just like they, you know, they broke up the Panthers, you know, which was... I was seeing the Panthers today, yeah. All right, you know, the Panthers were, you know, feeding the the poor in the neighborhood and doing some other good things. They don't tell you about all that. And they knew the law, yeah. Yeah, they knew it, you know, and so... So um, they changed the law. They do. They change it for us. They change the law. Every time they change the law, change this, change that. Right. Yeah, and then they started bombing their, their headquarters, you know. You know, that's just like, and I'm, I'm about to jump to something else. That's just like they bombed, uh, you know, this house in this neighborhood in Philadelphia, you know, looking for some black people, you know, which ended up killing, you know, some black people. And, um, you know, it kind of blew up the, the whole neighborhood kind of, you know. And so it's things that are going on that a lot of them are talked about that they've done to black people, that they're doing to us, and we really need to be able to organize. And I'm not just talking about organizing at church. I'm talking about organizing where we've got an armed group of black people that are on, on like Trump said, you know, stand down, stand by, that are, you know, that are standing by to, you know, do whatever needs to be done at that particular time, wherever it needs to be done at. Um, you know, and I don't know that we have that, um, but we need Well, that. you know, what you know, I know about, about Trump, if he ever gets that position again, he, I bet you he's going to fix it where voting will no longer be done. Because he wants to be just like Putin, and he wants to be in there forever. And I'm telling you, the sad you, part is that a lot of young black people are for him. Yeah, yeah, that's the You know, that's like all these black people that were talking about Hillary. You know, Hillary this, Hillary that, and you know, Bernie Sanders this, Bernie Sanders that. And, you know, and they didn't want to support Hillary, even though she won the election. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Hello, where did you go? But, yeah, if he gets to be president again, I bet you, I bet you he will fix it where nobody will be voting anymore. 
you're, so. you're voter, you can vote. In fact, he would make it mandatory probably that you vote because he's going to uh, pick who he wants in in, in, anyway. That's what he wants to do. We're, we're well, have one, he... 100% voting, but, you know, that's the way they want to use the electoral college like that now. <clears throat> yeah, they're they going to do whatever they want to do. And I don't know why they loving up on him. But, you know, it is He's what it is. I guess younger Republican. Uh, he he to be a Democrat. Remember? He was yeah, a Democrat. I remember. And I'm but so then glad he, he, figured out, he, stick, he figured out how stupid the Republicans were. He said, oh, hey, I hang with them. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So see, the Democrats would what makes him so lovable? Because he's, 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 he's showing what he, they're really all about. Make America great again. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what they want. It's that, that, that white supremacy and all of this. But I'm better than you. you know. That you should be put in your place. Right, that I'm not stay in your place. Yeah. No matter what. Oh, well. Huh. It is what it is. But. (laughs) Socialism or, you know, supporting the, the, the least of these, you know, they still in the pocket of Big Pharma and you know, Joe Manchin is in the pocket of, you know, the coal manufacturers out in West Virginia, even though it's killing his people. He don't care. I mean, you know, he's getting at least 500000 from one of the companies out there that he, he's running or on the board of. And, um, so these people don't care. I mean, Bilderberg just had – Bilderberg just had a um, – a meeting in Washington D.C. I think from what is this July? It's from June the second through the fifth. And Christian Cinema was was one of the people that was involved in it. I mean, you know, these are CEOs and and presidents of companies and and um, federal reserves all over the world. You know, making policies about what's going to go move forward with with, you know, policies affecting the, the world. And Christian Cinema's name was on the list. I mean, I read the list of the people that were that were there. And so, you know, and so for her to be there means, you know, she's got people that are backing her that have big money that want her to have their interest. So, you know, she's shutting down all these things that the Democrats are trying to do. 
So it's a big picture. I mean, and unless you do your research and really dig deep and see who's connected to what and follow the money, you know, you'd be surprised. Your favorite politician, you know, might be one of the biggest crooks in the business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but what do you think about the uh, the preacher who was in his church and said, all of the Democrats get up and leave the building. Now tell me that's a real preacher. Oh, yeah. All the Democrats leave the building. And if it was well, me and I was a Republican, I'd be walking out too because he's not for, you know, he's only going to preach to Republicans. Yeah, well, I that should want be a him. separation of church and state, you know, but it's all, you know, blurred lines right now, you know, where, you you know, it's all mixed together. And these people know who, you know, they know who their pastor is. They know he races. They know where he stands. And those that follow him going to continue to follow him. They know, I mean, yeah, right. he knew what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, he knew what he was saying, just like those evangelicals. They ain't saying nothing yeah. about, you know, they support Roe versus Wade. Ain't that something? You know, yeah, well, well, they support the, the, the overturning of it. Uh, so, just crazy times yeah. right now, you know, and and I think that you know I really want to form formulate a, a, a recruitment and drive for these eighteen uh, year olds and people and other people that aren't registered to vote, you know, for this midterm election in November. Uh, so, you know, I, I need to really put something together so that we can go to these high schools, get these 18-year-olds, go to these colleges, you know, and get these young folks and get them registered to vote uh, because it's serious. Because if the Republicans get back to House or the Senate, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I mean, they already got it to where they got these districts so gerrymandered, you know, they can get yeah. – the least amount of votes and still win. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, That's and the Supreme Court right now is talking about, you know, in one case, and I think it might have been in Ohio, where they're talking about making it to where the state, where, where how, how does this work? You, the state can't institute the state constitution. So, you know, they they can do something that is illegal or do something against the state constitution, and the state, you know, can't overturn it based on the state constitution. So, you know, it's like, huh? This is in the state constitution that they can't do this, but the Supreme Court is saying that you can't use the state constitution to, to say that. So, you know, it's pretty much like, you know, you got the box overseeing the chicken. Well, I chicken am food. ready to start uh, my own little thing and go around asking people to get the uh, Supreme judges. They need to have some kind of laws. You know, they should not just be whatever they want. 
Nobody can stop him. No. No, no. Mm-mm. If I could do that and get enough people, oh, yes, I would do that because they ain't doing nothing. They don't need to be there forever. They should have had maybe, maybe 30 years. After that, get out and do something else. But they can stay there forever and make any rules that they want. They can do that. And I really don't think that's fair. But that's what our forefathers did. But they made a mistake. And nobody is trying to stop it. So I need to get me a piece of paper and go from door to door. So something gotta gotta stop. Because they are not good people. And with that having said, I would like to say. We have talked about the young black man who got shot, unfortunately, and he died. And then we talked about those babies that I didn't really finish, but I wanted to talk about, you know, don't leave the child in the car. Now, I had four kids, and I ain't never left one in the car. So anyway, because mine got voices. Hey! Hey! <laughs> okay, it's time for me to go. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we had a good conversation, so... Miss Dorothy, would you have any last words you would like to say before we go? I'd like to say everyone have a blessed weekend. Stay safe. Okay. That's a good one. And my boss, Mr. Coleman, would you like well, to have something know. to talk yeah, I just like to say that you know the summer goes by so fast. I've got uh, a 40th class reunion coming up in August, uh, class of 1982, high school. Uh, I've got a 30th wedding anniversary coming up in August. You know, uh, 1992, and um, you know it's just a lot going on. So, you know. July will right. be over before you know it, and then August comes, and then we're back in the fall and September. And so, you know, time goes on and things keep moving. Yes. So, you know, just uh, be thankful for every day that, you know, the good Lord gives us to wake up, uh, you know, because that means he's not through with us yet. Uh, so, you know, be thankful. I'm thankful you know, of uh, the opportunity to be here and make a difference. And, uh, you know, uh, I think, you know, my purpose is 
you know, just to make a difference and do, you know, the best that I can while I'm here. So have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, that's a good one. And before we go, I just want to say memories remind us that nothing lasts forever. Time is precious and should not be wasted. Enjoy life and remember, don't count the days. Make the days count. And having said that, I will say have a good weekend and we'll be back at the same place at the same time with a new topic. Have a good weekend, everyone. Good evening. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.